today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. Pleased to welcome back to our program Hamilton Chief of Police Frank Bergen for the, the Chief's Town Hall. A number of issues that we want to talk to the Chief about, uh, and one of them is related basically to a city policy uh, that has uh, been adopted by Hamilton City Council. The city has revealed a new protocol for how it's going to remove homeless encampments. It's a six-step plan, apparently, presented to the Emergency Services Committee. And uh, Acting General Manager of Healthy and Safe Communities, Grace Mader, says, well, confrontation is nobody's desire here. We've had our discussions with uh, Hamilton Police. They are very committed to trying to find any way possible to avoid any kind of confrontational relationship when responding to this. And we're continuing to, um, to pursue that. So to that end, uh, we're pleased to welcome, as I say, Hamilton Chief of Police Frank Bergen. Chief, thank you for the time. Great to have you with us today. Uh, thank you very much, Bill, and it's always a, a pleasure to have this opportunity to go over what is uh, happening not only in our community, but it's happening uh, all around us that affects us. It certainly is. And, well, let's talk about the encampment issue, because uh, you and I talked about this a few weeks ago, of course, and, and the city has adopted this other policy now uh, about encampments, and uh, you, in all likelihood, it's all those is not your policy, this is a city policy, uh, you may get uh, brought into this whole process here. How do you see your role right now, and, and what is going to be the role of police services going forward on this? Yeah, Bill, it's, it's with respect to adopting a new policy, what, what I think would be better described as what we have done is we've gone back to what has always been the standard about being able to respond to the needs of our community. Our community is which ravaged by homelessness, poverty, harm reduction, and mental illness. So it's really actually walking away from what had been the encampment protocol. So really our work with our social navigator program, working closely with the city, our community partners, and looking at opportunities for making sure that the needs of our, our shared clients are being looked after who are sleeping rough currently in the encampments. So again, it's about that cooperation and it's another reminder that together we have um, uh, many tasks and, and we do appreciate that with, with many hands it uh, makes light work. So is, is there a situation here where police are initially going to be called or is there a process here? Uh, as you mentioned to us last time we talked about this, this is a city initiative and I would think that Hamilton Bylaw would be involved in this initially and, and, and perhaps you'd be the second or third step in that process. Is that, is that a fair assessment? Yeah, that's correct, Bill. And as you depicted earlier in your overview, you talked about a six-stage program. Uh, we're involved right from the very beginning because it goes into what is our role of, of with our coast program, social navigator, and our officers, our interactions just with, again, dealing with those challenges. But the reality is in, in the actual schematic, if you will, uh, it is a city-led initiative. We are working closely with our municipal law enforcement partners. Uh, the reality is it boils down to is once they have gone through the offering of the support, looking at alternatives, trying their best to find housing uh, as, as well as the supports, it does get down to an ultimate point in stage five where, in fact, after all the um, efforts and, and everything has been exhausted, it really gets down to a trespass for us to um, have the authority to then enact what is the trespass authority based on the actual bylaw of, of sleeping and, and setting up camp, if you will, in a park. So if it gets to that process, and we're talking in the hypothetical here, but if it should get to that process where uh, a charge of trespassing has to be laid, uh, that obviously would entail an arrest then. 
It, it gets to an arrest point, Bill, once it's exhausted. So there's cautions. There's an ability to say, okay, you know, the, the, the municipal officer has given you cautions. They've given you opportunity. They've given you the timeline. And, and you just not, you've just not met it. Um, so it's really failing to leave. And it's, it's us having then that authority under the trespass. And, and the worst case scenario uh, is an arrest. Uh, but the arrest, again, is fulfilled once the person has been removed from the breach and once they've been removed from the act of the trespassing. Is, is there a citation of, uh, that, that's given out here, or is it it's simply an arrest and charges laid and possible incarceration? That's correct, and, I, and, and the citation, or at least a, a, a ticket, um, is a trespass um, notice, which, again, gives you the um, opportunity and clarity in what you are breaching or what you're not doing, and they would be speaking to the actual um, definition of the park bylaw, and once that then is no longer carried out, the trespass is the failing to comply, and then what we would do, as, as you know, um, it would be our response. So, yes, it can be accompanied um, with a charge, a ticket, um, but most likely we're trying to do our best to do a resolution and look for an alternative for someone. That's why the process of the partnerships working together with our social navigator and just trying to manage the very comprehensive challenges that we have. In some cases, if, if I were to find out, well, Frank Bergen needs assistance with housing and addiction counseling, uh, then we have to look at what are those needs. And in some cases, there may be criminality attached, but more often than not, it's just a conversation to make sure that those challenges facing that client at that time can be met. We, we know that there are some concerns about this and some uh, demonstrations uh, and protest demonstrations, I guess you might even characterize them, uh, going on right now. Is, is this program in effect uh, immediately or is there a grace period here? Well, I understand again, and I would let the city speak to the actual um, process. As you know, a few weeks ago, they put everybody on notice and they had given people ample opportunity to understand. Yesterday, uh, they did have their conversation that speaks now to being able to inform the council. But we should all understand at this particular point that it's in, it's engaged. And at this point, I'm more than comfortable with the knowledge that people are talking every day to our clients all throughout the encampments. I understand that we have approximately 39 encampments throughout the city and I can assure you that the city as well as the Hamilton Police Service is attending each and every one of them every day. Hamilton Chief of Police Frank Bergen, uh, more to come on this story certainly in the in the days and weeks ahead but we appreciate your uh, your uh, perspective on this Chief. Uh, one of the other elements and I've all the years I've been doing Chief's Town Halls for from yourself and, and your predecessors uh, there's always a, a long, long list of things that people want to talk about, but always near the top of the list, if not always at the top of the list, is uh, traffic and traffic safety and those who abuse uh, the rules and regulations of the road. And we talked about this a couple of months ago, Chief, and I know your response to this was uh, setting up Project Torque, uh, which is an acronym for Targeting Operators, Rides, and Equipment by Uniform Enforcement. Now, the program, I guess, is officially over at the end of August. Uh, how effective was it? Actually, um, Bill, uh, as as you know, within our um, with our community, that we are the same. We are, we're not immune to hearing that the the uh, scourge of, of traffic uh, is is a challenge for everybody. At our town hall meetings, at any opportunity to hear from our local councillors and and talking about what is happening on the streets. Uh, this particular um, initiative, and there will be many more that will follow. There always have some type of uh, a shift towards what may be a, a driving concern, but it's all across our deployment from uh, all, all, all
all quarters of our mountain to Stony Creek to water down. In this case, Project Torque um, actually commenced on the 18th of June, um, and it was uh, officially um, concluded on the 31st of August. But conclusion of one is really the start of another. Very successful. Um, our whole-of-service response, including our traffic services, as well as our individual men and women of our service through all their deployments 24-7, laid 1,047 charges. The reality of it is, and, and this is the reminder to everybody, that the challenge of the growth industry of customizing vehicles and, and mufflers and, and looking at different type of, <laughs> of iterations, Bill, I, I don't know what you had as a young man, but I had a 1973 Chrysler Newport, and, and at that time, I, when I had the ability, I would lift the hood and I would turn over the air filter and, and make it grumble a little bit more, and, but certainly what we're hearing now is this excessive noise. Of the 1,047 charges laid, 371 were for muffler infractions. Why people feel they need to show off their masculinity by, by screeching down streets and that. 580 of them were other related offenses, but now when we get into safety, stunt driving, Bill. People, again, are looking at what this is and, and nodding at somebody at an intersection or just, again, trying to show dominance on the road that puts everybody at risk. Stunt driving charges resulted in 40 charges laid, and as you may be aware, there has been some change, actually, with regards to it. The province has given us more authority now to act. This is about driving 40 kilometers over the posted limit, and where we're seeing this in school zones, and we're looking at in, in those neighborhood tracks where people are um, assembling in early hour mornings and are, are just doing stupid, stupid things that put people at risk. Well, and you and I have had this discussion, and I, God knows I've talked to a number of other people, including uh, city councillors, about this as well. But there was an interesting phenomenon when the pandemic started and some of the, the lockdowns. I guess this goes back 14, 15 months now, Chief, uh, where there were a few people on the roads because a lot of people had stayed home or were working from home, whatever the case might be. And, and some clowns took that as an opportunity to say, well, now I can use Stone Church Road, for instance, as a, as a drag strip because there's not that much traffic. And, and that's continuing, unfortunately. I know it's an ongoing problem uh, with speeding and people that are doing this, whether it's motorcycles or vehicles, whatever the case might be. Uh, and it's it's a problem that's not going to go away, unfortunately. And I, I know the frustration, as I've talked to some of your officers, is you can't be everywhere at once uh, with these sorts of things. And, and, you know, there's only so much staffing available for th situations like this. But my impression is, is, as you say, even though Project Torque is over, uh, that doesn't mean there's not going to be any more diligence about the sorts of street racing that you've been just talking about. That's right, Bill, and we ask everybody to go on our web page as well, and, and we actually have an aggressive driver's hotline. Uh, we want to hear from our community. We want to understand what is impacting your peace within your, your cul-de-sac, your community. Um, the phone number is 905-546-4756, 546-4756, or just contact us at traffic at Hamilton Police dot on dot ca remarkable bill that someone will pick up a four thousand dollar honda civic and spent thousands and thousands of dollars on customizing it what what's the systems like underneath what's the steering like what's the the shocks and and what is the control of that vehicle when they're doing the excessive activities they are it's 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 actually reckless 
and it's something, again, our whole community cannot tolerate. We have to get on top of this. We're at back to school now, Bill, and the reality of right now is, is understanding the importance of, of school buses, understanding the importance of our community safety zones. Everybody has a, a, a absolutely collective effort here to do something about it. If you're seeing it, let us know. If, if you're not comfortable telling us, go online and post it, and therefore we have the ability to respond because, Bill, we can't be everywhere, but, boy, we need to be places where we actually have to do a change in behavior. Exactly, and as we've talked about on this program before, those uh, signs there talk about speed limits. They aren't suggestions. It's the law, and uh, you need to pay attention to that. i got one other issue I wanted to talk about, Chief, and I've got a minute or so left here. Uh, tomorrow, as you know, is the 20th anniversary of uh, September 11th of, of 9-11, as it's become to know. Uh, I think we all remember where we were just before 9 o'clock that morning when we heard the tragic story of a plane going into the World Trade Center and had no idea of the magnitude of that, and as the day unfolded, and I, I covered that when I was still uh, doing Talk Live on CHTV at the time, and uh, as we watched the pictures unfold, the, the, I think the image that a lot of us took away from that, and I think still hold to this day, is when people were running away from that danger, and we saw that happening so often through the course of the day, the first responders were running toward it. Uh, you know, police, fire, and so many others, and so many of them lost their lives uh, and dedicated to service. And I think it was a, a stark reminder of, uh, of the work that first responders have to do. And I know that you're proud of, of your team, of course, with Hamilton Police Services, but I think it reminds us all about uh, the, the, the troubles and the concerns and the challenges of first responders in their duty and, and how they put their lives on the line for that duty. Yeah, absolutely, Bill. And uh, again, you, you say, where where were we at that time? And I was working midnight shift. My wife was at work. And that was the first day, the first day that we allowed our daughters, who were at that time 11 and 9 years of age, to walk to school on their own. I was called shortly after 9 o'clock after being in my first few moments of sleep and, and uh, the, the alarming uh, response to what was occurring. Something that can occur at any time, at any place, unfortunately, in our society. But we are lucky to have the, the fire service, the paramedics, as well as the police still there every day being able to respond to those emergencies. Let's hope we never have to repeat that horrible, horrible event. But the reality is there is still a need for everybody to understand the importance of making sure we're all safe. Uh, I will have the privilege on um, tomorrow on Lock Street to stand alongside Fire Chief Dave Cunliffe, and uh, we will have a moment of opportunity to respect uh, the significance at 11 o'clock tomorrow. And uh, that's what our first responders do, Bill, and they, they do it throughout uh, the city of Hamilton, uh, throughout our, our province, and, and, and more importantly, throughout our whole um, country. And thank you, Bill, for taking the time, and everybody, I'm sure, will have a moment to also understand the significance of, of what that means to a society. Absolutely. Uh, Hamilton Chief of Police, Frank Bergen. Uh, Chief, as always, thanks so much for this, and uh, uh, stay safe, and uh, we'll talk again soon. Thank you, and uh, you stay safe as well, sir. Have a good weekend. Thanks so much. Uh, our mini town hall with Hamilton Chief of Police, Frank Bergen. One of these days, we're going to get back in studio. I don't know when that's going to happen, uh, but we can do these face-to-face -face meetings and, and extend this beyond the, uh, the 20 minutes or so that we have now and do the full hour as we used to do with uh, other chiefs of police. But, uh, well, COVID being what it is, uh, we don't have any hard and fast time frames on anything these days, do we? The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.